missed the crack of 9.30 by one minute. And it's like, well, sorry, no, missed call. Huh. Is that how we're going to do it? Yeah, I, I, count, I launched Skype at 9.30, but because it's not 9.30 on the dot, mm-hmm. I launched Skype and I find out I already missed your call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We run a pretty tight ship here. Yeah. You broke, your, broke your streak. How many seconds off was I? A minute. Not a minute, because my clock said 9.30 when I called you. I got I got 6.31 here. Well, you you got to talk to your local NTP server. That's is that what I, I need was, to do? I was Maybe on you need to get your water faster. At 9.30. Was it water? Is that what detained you? No, I had a, an opportunity for a second more valid tuck-in. Oh, normally you just say goodnight to the kids because they're not already in bed. Oh, one that would really stick. I'm on my way uh, back down. Oh, actually, Kate's already in her bed, so you can give her a proper tuck-in. So I I swung by for the proper tuck-in, technically a second. Yeah. I feel like there's a real sliding scale. Not sliding scale. There's moving goalposts on that. Because a lot of times it's like, get out of here. Why are you here? And then other times it's like, why didn't you come back for a third time last night? Right, like why, what, what does it take? What's it going to take to get this kid tucked into bed? Today? Yeah, what am I going to do to put you in this bed? <laughs> it's, it's like, they'll it's say, you didn't tuck me in. I'm like, well, uh, what, 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 was, what did I just do? What was that? It's, it's utter chaos. Every, every night is different. The bedtime is different. The arrangement of the smart lights is different. Maybe tonight we're having blue lights that hurt daddy's eyes. Like we're doing something different. We got a different book. We need a different water bottle. It's, it's every night. It's a new adventure. And it's always my fault. Yeah. Tonight was my fault for talking during the office. I got this a lot. Shh. Because, because, because now Jim, no spoilers, but Jim um, finally proposed to Pam and she was very, very, she's been, she's been mad all day about Andy uh, ruining Jim's proposal. She's been mad at Andy all day. It affected her schoolwork. And, uh, and so I got this, I got, shh. So she could hear the proposal. Did you go all the way through the office to get to that point or do you, did you just happen upon it? You don't want to know. I probably don't. You're right. No, I'll tell you. We uh, were in, um, well, we went to a cat show. So we had to go mm-hmm. uh, out of town <sighs> last weekend? Weekend before last? Yeah, weekend before last. We went out of town. You're in a hotel room. You watch TV. I said, you should check out this show called The Office. Oh, my goodness. So, and of course, they're presented in fairly random order. I had no control over that. Mm-hmm. Save it for mm-hmm. the question period, Prime Minister. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, they were they were presented in random order. Who's, what's, like when you watch Seinfeld, the they always show them in order. Who is they? They is uh, Comedy Central. All right. Okay. So you're watching like she's watching live television. We're in a hotel room. Oh my goodness! I don't have any of my tools. <laughs> <laughs> did, you try, did you try to pause it? You can't even do that. It was, you know what? Whenever you get a nice TV, you get terrible functionality. Sometimes you mm-hmm. get like powerful functionality on a terrible TV. We had a really nice TV and terrible functionality. It barely had like a, it did have a sleep on it. So she saw three episodes of The Office over two days. And of course she was instantly hooked. Mm-hmm. And don't tell, you know, Child Protective Services, but we started season five uh, today. Mm. Yeah. So, and we did Syracuse order. We skipped a lot of season one. I, I, I demanded Syracuse style that she started at the beginning. The first episode so put me off that show. I despised mm-hmm. it for all the reasons everybody knows. It was a very watered down version of the far superior British show. But then they find they get their legs under them. And by second season, third season, it's really, really good. So I forgot how good it was. It's a really good show. Yep. Did you watch it when it was on TV? I did. I, I, I think I did the same thing. A lot of people like saw the first 
season. I was like, eh, it's not doing that great. Then I, I left it for a while, but then I came back and I stuck with it almost all the way through to the end, certainly through Jim and Pam. Uh, I think maybe I did it all the way to the end. I don't know. I watched a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, this is, you know, old news for anybody who's watched the most popular show on Netflix or whatever. But I mean, you know, they started off the show as just like, it was like a tiny splintering of the timeline from the British office and everybody in the office was an analog, you know, um, like, you know, Jim is, Jim is Tim and Pam is Dawn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They even had like, you know, Kevin was Keith. You all threw it to Keith. Like they, uh, but uh, the British office was really, it loomed large in my life in the early 2000s. And I watched it over and over and over those 12, 13 episodes, whatever it was. So yeah, yeah they like, they remade, if memory serves, they remade the, you know, episode one of the British office, like almost like line for line. And it was like, that's what I remember anyway. And I remember being like, you've got to be kidding me. There's so many good people on this show. And it's like, it's garbage. Yeah, but then it gets good because they discover like, you know, Dwight is different from Gareth. Let's have fun with that. He's, he's, he's not just, I mean, he has the same cravings. But I love the entire Mike Sure universe. And I have a unified field theory about that universe that I don't have time for tonight. But I'm very interested in the Mike Sure universe and what each of his shows tells us about life. It's a very good the show. Sure, the Sure universe. I'm trying the to sure verse the Mose verse. Mm-hmm. I love the, Mose. the snow globe of verse. I love Mose. Mose just always runs and hides. It's so <laughs> funny <laughs> when they put the raccoon in Holly's car. <laughs> they put a raccoon in Holly's car and Mose just sprints away and hides behind a chain link fence. It's so funny. I think the office, I don't have time to go to all of these. I think the office is about power and the desire to be loved. Whereas I think probably Parks and Rec is about uh, friendship and civil service. I think they're all things in civil service, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, all it's right. much like it's much like the B and B at the uh, the beet farm. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. three rooms and they're themed. I thought you were going to say on Newhart. <laughs> what were the three themes? America, irrigation. <laughs> we'll take irrigation. Anyway, uh, it's a funny show. I think Tiff does a podcast with uh, about that with uh, what, with Micah. Yeah, somehow I manage. Yeah, so they do a podcast about that. So when I've seen mm-hmm. more, I'll go back in. But yeah, it's very good. Dwight, the growth of the Dwight character is is really special. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was, there was a smart Roy. show that let, that let its characters, like, let the let the actors playing the characters lead where the characters are going to do, go, you know what I mean? Which most oh, yeah, like, shows don't have the opportunity to do that and, or don't have the wherewithal to do it. I have to imagine a lot of what you see. And like, it's just Pam. Like, Pam is so, what is her name? Jenna Fisher. Like, the, what mm-hmm. the, what she brings to that character or her and Jim with just their facial expressions, you can't write that. You've got to just go, oh, they're really good at that. You know? Mm-hmm. Picking that up, again, from the British office, where I think, I think Tim did it sometimes, but it was mostly a David Brent thing, the looking at the camera. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but even like... Uh, <laughs> But the the growth of Dwight and um, Stanley and poor Toby. Yeah. Anyway. You should ask your daughter. I don't know how to ask this without like leading her. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, so the the premise of the show is kind of like mockumentary or whatever. I always wonder how that reads to people, especially if you come in in the middle. Like, does she notice that there is, you know, they go off into the room and they talk to the camera. Like the, the ostensible premise that there's a documentary crew. Mm-hmm. filming the life of this paper company or whatever. It's 
like it never comes to the fore. It's always there, obviously, from episode one. You just but, ex- you, like you just have to accept that that's the premise of the show. I, I can feel like I, I, I don't watch it as carefully as my daughter does, but I feel like I could, could count on one hand the number of times that that's actually referenced in the show. You know, right? With, like it's 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 so invisible, and I wonder if if you know if a, a young person watched her, it, yeah. like would did, did you just like I don't again I don't know how to lead not leader in the answer. Like, do you know something different about this show? Like, what's the deal? Or just like right. when one of those scenes come up, it's like who is he talking to now? She definitely knows it. Like when Michael takes this because uh, Jan's spending all his money, Michael takes a second job. I think Jan gets kind of a villain edit on the show. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. But um, um, Michael has taken the second job in telemarketing. And at one point his boss comes up and he's like, why is there a cameraman here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's another one where it's like a very intimate situation. And I'm like, why is there a cameraman here? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's, it's uh I mean the, I mean, not to pop the stack, but like w- there's the bigger conceit of, like she, forgive me, she loves too many cooks. We have to watch it twice a week. It is, it is so, it is still so special. So how, how does she even get too many cooks? How does she, like, it's referencing so many things that happened before she was born. Well, she and I both missed a lot of 90s sitcoms. Like mm-hmm. I get the reference to late 80s sitcoms. Well, no, I mean, I recognize all the shows they're doing. I recognize that's Law and Order. I recognize that's Knight Rider. I recognize that's G.I. Joe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the whole concept of the never-ending credits where twins play the child is mm-hmm. kind of a 90s phenomenon she knows about it more from monster factory she knows about it more from <laughs> like um the one where they do the sims and recreate the beloved uh tv episodes but no um I, she gets the the basic conceit of it though but i mean i'm just saying the general conceit of like the reason i mentioned that is you watch that and it blows up i mean in this like uh, what beyond Derrida kind of way it blows up the idea of these shows and these credits, and then in the last quarter, when it turns back on itself, and at that point the 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 credits become the character, and the character becomes the credits, and it's just constantly like remixing that idea. I mean, do we ask those questions apart from what a show like Get a Life? Certainly, send ups like Mister Show. There's not that many times we interrogate the idea of a three camera show. Like when you watch Friends. Friends is man, it's really stiff. Like <laughs> I never, yeah, it's, it's never not. My a, thing. It's not a. People love it, and God love you for what you enjoy. But it's a really, it's very stiff. Yeah, it's a, it's a formula. Like I have limited capacity for that formula, especially since I feel like I, if you've seen that formula done better, mm, like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I see, I seen that formula done. With older, less attractive people when I was a kid, like when the seventies, you could have that show and everyone was old and unattractive. Yeah. I mean, you think about, but like I say, taxi, because taxi to me, in some ways, taxi, Barney Miller, to an extent, all in the family, but especially even, even cheers, just pick cheers. Like what I was going to say about those two was the taxi and, um, taxi in particular feels like a play. Barney Miller feels like a play. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're watching a filmed play. Kind of with Cheers, they do a lot more cutting between the cameras. Mm-hmm. But Barney Miller, like, they had pretty static cameras and, like, pretty, th- here's the shot of, you know, Harris's desk. Like, you all, always see it from the same angle. You always see fish, you know, over by the bathrooms pointing that mm-hmm. way. Why do I remember this? But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We, I guess we all get the sitcoms we deserve. While we're randomly talking about media stuff, when we bounce off of this thing that was in the notes from uh, last week, just because I have yeah. a few pointed things to talk about, it's that that trailer for the movie yesterday. Oh God, please so, talk to me about this. I one of one of the joys and pitfalls of this show is I have. Well, first of all, I, I often don't remember who put something in here. 
When you put this in here, I have no idea why you put this in here, and I'm so interested to see what well, you have to say. You watched it, right? It's like it's a movie trailer. Right? Yeah, and I heard can a you, lot of people. Yeah, can describe the premise of this movie. Okay, so it's a movie trailer for a movie called Yesterday, and there's this guy. I think probably Indian, Pakistani guy, I, and it's in it's in England, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a guy who is an aspiring singer songwriter who's not having much success and something, something happens and he uh, suddenly is writing these really, really good songs or like he's basically playing Beatles songs and people are going, that's an amazing song. He's like, well, it's of course it's an amazing song. And the conceit I think is that he's in this pocket universe where he knows the Beatles songs, but the Beatles never existed. Yep. That's the, he pissed in a fountain and uh, now, now the Beatles don't exist. And so, you know, he plays the songs and they're like, oh my God, that song is amazing. I want to, I want to, I want to inhabit the meat of this sandwich, but I first want to say I saw so many people who were extremely excited about this trailer and can't wait to see the movie. Were they, were they funding me on or were they being serious? I think the premise is, you know, it, it sells good. If you had to pitch this movie, they'd be like, oh, you could probably make a good movie out of that. Right. Fine. But the main reason I'm interested in it, it's not, not for any of those reasons. And I don't even know if I'll even see the movie, but because when I see a movie like this, I immediately think if I found myself in a universe without the Beatles, oh, would I remember the words or the tune enough to reproduce any of their songs? You took it and you turned it and you turned it again. Now, I'm going to ask you that. Like, I mean, presumably this, if you're a budding musician and you play these songs a hundred times, maybe you do. But yeah. off the top of your head, if I said right now, write down the lyrics word for word for as many Beatles songs as you can without making a mistake. And then like hum the tune to them. I mean, maybe I could get, I can't carry tune, but I, I more or less know the melody of probably all the Beatles songs that we all know. Mm-hmm. But in terms of arrangements and sound, like there's more to it than that. If somebody handed you a guitar... Could you play and sing the song properly without having to practice? Yeah, and, it, and it's hard because I'm not a musician, but like if I got a no, professional musician, it's like guitar. this, and I could hum it to them, get them to do it until they got it right. But the thing is, I don't think I would remember all the lyrics to all. I mean, maybe like, like I don't know, maybe like the songs that are easy, I yeah. can I get all the lyrics to, but you remember like the first verse, but like maybe the second and the third verse. Yeah, could, you, just, could up, you sit down at a campfire and do I Am the Walrus? Like it's the words are really crazy. Even even just I want to hold your hand. There's not any lyrics there. I think I could mostly get them all, but sing. There's yeah. no there's no way for you to check your work because no one else knows the songs, and it's just whatever you <sighs> right. come up with. So you Google that provides, Beatles and you find an insect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that provides an opportunity for you to you to, to be like, am I reproducing the Beatles songs, or am <sighs> I am I just making up my own things that sound kind of like them? And there's no, again, no way to check your work, no way to sell it to say whether you remembered that verse. It's just, it's, the whole premise is so like, I, okay, I'll play with your thought exercise, but like, I don't know, man. Like, as somebody, uh, I, I, I think of myself as somebody who enjoys speculative fiction. I like time travel stuff. I like, you know, wacky timeline stuff. Uh, you know, whether that's going to be a predestination or a counterpart or a whatever. I love the idea of, or, you know, my old favorite, uh, as you say, Primer, uh, which hasn't aged incredibly well, but it's still really good. I love getting my brain bent by somebody who's really thought through the implications of something. And like, as somebody who is a giant fan and who used to, like, I used to pour over the rock family trees, I'm just... <laughs> 
Okay, so if you don't have a Beatles, do you have a Paul Revere and the Raiders? Do Simon and Garfunkel catch on? I mean, I don't think Simon and Garfunkel would have caught on without the Beatles, probably. And I know it's dumb, like, who cares? But, like, Mm. this whole idea of only changing, you're an engineer, you know this, you can't just change, like, one tiny thing, and then everything else stays mostly the same. Obviously, he'll end up having probably a coconut fell on his head or something. Like, that's, of course, what it'll be. Bobby Ewing, Bobby Ewing in the shower. Yeah, that's the main problem with with these movies is, like, you know, they allude to it in the trailer. It's like, okay, you've got a premise. Do you have a movie? Do you have a story? Like, in the end, he'll learn something important about himself. And <laughs> That's about a product, really, not a company. <laughs> the music was in him all... They, they, they teased yeah. the idea that some some other mysterious person will will be, will be come out and say, actually, those are my songs, and is it the real Beatles, or is it another... It'd be cool if it was know, Lava. <laughs> is it another, yeah, Fountain Pisser? Or like, who, you know, it's... I don't know how you can make... Uh, a movie out of that and like you said the premise of any the premise of any time travel stuff is ridiculous because of the number of changes that would take place but See, you're like, thinking and now you're thinking about it yeah but no like i i mostly like the idea and we think we talked about this before where yeah. um if you could go back in time what would you do to convince people i feel that like we talked future? about time travel yeah yeah or like uh, like do you know enough about the modern day to be useful in a time travel scenario oh, or do well, you realize sure. that you know you know absolutely nothing and you can't even like Go back, like if we send you back to caveman times, like you could do the Pythagorean theorem, maybe. But then beyond that, it's like uh, there's a bunch of other math you probably should know too. But I really can't explain well, it because I don't know it myself. Okay, <laughs> let's let's branch this off and get to the actual discussion. Okay, if he did, a la Gilligan, have a coconut fall on his head, and he is in some sense dreaming this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, well, you know what? I'll put a pin in this. Remind me about the musical company because it's relevant. But um, let's say you get hit on the head with a coconut. So there's, I've heard Dan Moran talk, to, talk about this. I've had this experience. Anybody who's written, well, I haven't written as much as Dan Moran, but anybody who's written a lot of stuff has had the dream where you're writing in a dream. And like you, can, you might be able to like barely keep up with how much the words yeah, are coming I, I, out. I think we've talked about this in this very have program. we talked about this dream? Is that, I, we did that. I think so. Well, I've certainly dreamed anyway, in the dream episode. Totally had, totally had this dream, dream episode. Yes, Probably. Scarlett Johansson. Yes. We there are dreams like that 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 I feel intensely real. Like, oh, if only I could capture all of that, I'd have my OS ten review. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. In that case, sure, he got hit on the head, and out comes a perfect jukebox version of while my guitar. Well, actually, that would be a pretty easy one. While my <laughs> guitar gently weeps would be up there in the I could fake that because I'm pretty sure it's a minor GFE. It's that classic walk down. And then I don't know the bridge, but I can fake it. Um, but you'd like, be able to instantly sit down and do a jukebox perfect version of, you know, even something like I will. I could do I will. I think I could maybe do here, there, everywhere. The thing is, if he's got a Gilligan coconut, he'll have no problem at all because it's all just a dream anyway. We're seeing as though it's his dream. Right. Real talk, though. Real terms. Hmm. I don't think I could. I don't think. There's a few songs, but not many. I mean, I could do, um, I've just seen a face I could probably do. Not that many, though. The other interesting aspect of this, this premise, again, if you were finding yourself in this situation, uh, let's say you're back in time, too, because like, that, that would make more sense and you don't have to worry about the timeline divergence. Like, you're back when the Beatles would have appeared, but all of them die in a, in a bus accident, like the day before they meet each other or whatever. <laughs> right. So you are you are there at, at the <laughs> right time, right place. Uh-huh. You know all the songs, yeah. right? And you're ready to go. Uh, the 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 part that I think is would be the most realistic and the least satisfying is that you would do one of the songs, perfect note for note, word for word, and people would be like, "Nah, it's all right." 
Yeah. Like, like the, because they're hits in your timeline doesn't mean that when you play them, like there's so many other factors that go into it being a hit, right? Especially if you cho- chose one of the later songs, like this song is, you know, if you chose yesterday, yesterday doesn't come like when, the, when the band is formed, that's later, right? Or if you sat down and played like one after 909, like if you, if you played a song that's like not a banger that everybody knows, they're going to go, oh, okay, it's a blue shuffle. You did a blue shuffle. Like that's like, what are you like, you know? Sun House, like, yeah, big deal. It's 12 bar. Yeah, blues. like at a certain point, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's popular because it's a Beatles song. But if you just take yeah. one of the songs out of context and play it, and you're like, this is the greatest song ever. Like, you don't like Yesterday? It's like, nah, it's kind of slow and kind of depressing. Yesterday, I bet Yesterday would still be a banger. I I bet, yeah. I mean, see, so the thing is, like, I don't, there's so much more to, like, getting noticed, getting someone to hear your song. Like, so, so much more to the success of the Beatles than the talent of the Beatles that it would be frustrating to be in the situation oh, where you have all the now hits. you're back. you're back in my wheelhouse. Because, yes, I mean, you even take something like one of my all-time favorite Beatles songs, like, And Your Bird Can Sing. Like, the And Your Bird Can Sing required an impossibly fortunate combination of elements, including that Paul was the best guitar player in the band, like he plays the lead that that harmonized lead. He plays that with George. Ringo's incredibly underrated drums. The harmonies that they come up with. That bridge. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's so stupid that we're even talking about this. But like, I mean, are people excited about this? Because yay, another Beatles jukebox musical. Or do they are they excited about the story of this? Am I being a karma suck? I think it's just the it's a clever premise. I don't I think people when they go to see the movie, clever? they realize oh this is very like sub Adam Sandler to Yeah, me. I think it's a clever premise. If it was Will Ferrell, it would have been funny. If it was Will Ferrell, it would be funny. You can do a lot of interesting things with this in the first and part of the second act. And then, yeah. <laughs> then you have real problems <laughs> for your movie. <laughs> he plays by himself on the roof. But by yeah, but by then people have already bought the tickets. So I don't know. Like I it seemed like it had a good heart and you know, sometimes yeah. it's just nice to have a fun movie and yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna take itself too seriously. It could be a coconut scenario, which would be fine. Like <laughs> it's one of those movies where he's gonna learn something about life and love and it's like well, whatever. Yeah. Fun. Um well then let me ask you this. Uh who is this for? Well, no, let me just clarify. I think this is an interesting question to ask, because even if you set aside like all the endless kinds of testing and you know, market studies and Netflix's ability. I misspelled coconut. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I, John to the I was rescue. trying to right click it and connect it, uh, correct it so I could do it with one hand, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I forget the right click is taken over by Google. <laughs> You'll fix it. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? There it is, coconut. Coconut scenario. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Here's your cursor. Hi. Kissing your cursor. Uh,. Uh, what was I saying? You lost your train of thought. I you lost, I, you lost my train of thought. You did, I did. that. We, we both lost it. I was lost in the Google Doc. Oh yeah. So I think it's an interesting question to ask. It doesn't have to be a cynical question. You know, they talk about the Avengers as be. It's a four quadrant film. Like the four mm-hmm. quadrants that we shoot for. Like this is something Pro, that could consumer desktop and laptop, right? Oh yeah, sure. You got the MacBook and the MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. I booked those back. Hope your hope your e key still works. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, poor Joanna Stearns. That sucks. Um, who's this for? Who's excited about this? Who's looking forward to this? When I, when I was in a band, we used to say like, is, are we the kind of music somebody, when somebody comes home from school and they're all mad, like, would they listen to us? Like, how do you become <laughs> that band? But were you trying to be that? Is that the band you were trying to be? Well, when I came home, I'd listen to Crazy Train on repeat every day. All That's right, like what right. I did. I mean, it's good to have goals. We covered that. Uh, who is this for? It is for people who want a light, fun movie who also really like the Beatles. Hmm. Really? That's my, that's my read on it. Yep. You sure? Yeah. Somebody who really likes the Beatles. Well, not goes to this really movie. likes the Beatles. People. 
who like the Beatles, who are familiar with their songs, who have some, <laughs> who some don't amount, hate the Beatles songs they've heard, so and have some reverence them. for them, because yeah, a lot of the movie right. depends on you being like, "Oh my God, he played yesterday, and no one recognized it, and now they think Dude, it's him." If, and it, if you made this movie about the Kinks, I'd be mad. Hmm. Not mad. <laughs> what about Van Halen? <laughs> <laughs> what oh, if you just came I up with running the, with I the devil? I sent you the trailer for the Motley Crue. Uh, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. That's There's so many things I just can't watch. It's not a documentary. It's a dramatization. I know. One of the moms Crue. at basketball told me about it. She's like, did you see the trailer for the Motley Crue thing? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. I think she's but hitting it, on you. No. No one hits on me. Um, <laughs> Do you live in the woods? <laughs> no, I'm just a eunuch with a segue. La, la, la. <laughs> that actually would be an awesome Morrissey song. Eunuch with a segue, I know. So she told me about it, and she says, oh, you know, it looks like silly fun. I sent you the link to it, too. I can't watch it. People send all right. me all right. people all right. send me links to things all the time, and I some, if they're sending me it, that's already a good indication I shouldn't watch it. <laughs> really? I, well, I send you only the, the highest quality links. No, you do. You you send me good links, and your your volume is is really low. Yeah, you seem like you don't see you don't you don't talk to me as much as you used to. I don't know what I've done. What are you I've talking done. about? I go get the stats. I'm yeah. All everything right. is fine. It's hard to do anything with messages. I wish I could just pull all the links out of messages. Doesn't that seem like something you could do? Yeah, no, I I had that situation. There should be an the automator thing. Like that whenever pulls I'm on out. Twitter, going through someone's timeline, I'm like Twitter client. Just I I know it's either a screenshot or a link. Just condense all this and just show me the links. Type colon link. Like type colon video, Mm -hmm, please. mm -hmm. So I guess, I guess, what was my Beatles anecdote I was going to give you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do we ever talk about Predestination? I think, I feel like we talked about you didn't like it. Did you see Predestination? I saw it. You probably didn't love it. A long long time ago, back when you were talking about it on Back to Work ages ago, I saw it. Hmm. It was fine. Okay. Hmm. What's your favorite time travel movie? Except uh, excluding Back to the Future. What's your favorite time travel movie? Mm-hmm. Time travel or, you know, genre-ish. It could, you could even pull in, if you wanted, you could pull in a uh, an Inception, I would allow. Like no, some would. kind of, is that, that's not time travel. It's it's dream travel. Yeah. I mean, I do like Primer Primer a lot. Uh, I agree with you that it, going back, I've seen it like in the past couple of years. It's still fun, mm-hmm. uh, but it mostly gets by it on like, it's got a very slow start. Like the full first act is really slow. It gets by a lot on degree of difficulty. Like you realize that like the, the, what they've done with what they had. Gives they shouldn't them... have shot near fountains. I think we can all agree. Yes. Yes. Uh, God, I don't know. Maybe I'm forgetting time travel movies. Like. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it. You don't have to answer yeah. today. I, nothing, nothing jumps out uh, as like a clear favorite. I like a lot of them, but a lot of them, you know, they have problems. It's very, that's why, that's why I like, I feel like I like primer so much in that, it is a nerd's time travel movie that works very mm-hmm. hard not to fall into the traps of all the other time travel movies, but then it has like a budget of $5, so yes. there's that against it. I mean, I think that's, that in some ways, that's a big part of the charm, but I showed it to my kid because I figured she's probably, she likes quote-unquote science fiction. It's tough to track. Were you pausing no, every two sh- seconds to explain? I mean, I try really desperately not to do that unless it's absolutely essential to say like, oh, this is who Al Jolson was or whatever. Mm. Like if there's some reference... <laughs> Al Jolson comes up a lot just to explain the the music references. Like I was talking about like the plot of the movie. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Let me explain this. This is a reference. There's a blackface artist named Al Jolson. Um, <laughs> What's the- blackface? <laughs> Mammy. So uh, now I try not daddy. to. She. Well, I did have to explain. Like, okay, here's what I had to explain. I had to explain what was happening. 
mm-hmm. the sense that there are these guys in shirt sleeves and neckties stuffing envelopes and there's a refrigerator and they have a garage and there's boards that they're packing up. <clears throat> and I had to kind of like say, oh, I think these guys have like a very early startup trying to sell these boards. So their thing is they're trying to sell these boards, but they actually have other jobs and they're kind of like doing it on the cheap while they have their other jobs. And I like, I think that's, and then, then we get up to the, the box with the mold in it and like, yeah, it's like, you gotta oh, explain the mold. Yeah, you can explain the mold. Then you gotta, then you gotta explain the, the, the PVC box with the plastic and the rules that govern that and how it plays into the plot. Well, she can figure that out. She's not an idiot. It's complicated. It gets complicated really fast. It does get complicated, but they're actually, you know, okay, I can tell you the most, the first exciting moment in the movie is when I had to pause, rewind and tell her to watch the screen. So mm-hmm. I knew that's when I knew we should just pack it up for two years. But I was like, hang on, whoop. see the guy with the, he's got a soda. See that guy? What, what, what do you notice over there by the building? Look over by the building. What do you see by the building? Huh? Uh-huh. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that, that's the part of the part of the movie that I, I still remember. This I think I saw this in a theater actually. Yeah, the part of the movie I remember to this day is the the, the little line where he says, uh, "I just want you to know that this is not a practical joke, and I'm yeah. not trying to fool you. I wouldn't right. do anything like like do it, giving the premise like the exact premise that I would give if something fantastical would you happen. Can't, you just, can't overreact. You can't like oversell it. You can't have diagrams. You just got to say what. And listen, you just got and you yeah. got to prep and say let's see something and just it's uh, it's, gonna, it's real. It's like, real. And I just want you to know, deadly serious, heart to heart. I wouldn't do this type of thing to you. Right? <laughs> I'm yeah. not, it's going to seem like a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Max Temkin is effects. Um, <laughs> and it's 52 assistants yeah right <laughs> well on my way to the luckiest night of my life so I don't know see is this this kind of fits into like the question we may answer later I'm trying not to be a karma suck John I'm trying not to be a karma suck did, did I explore that uh, that phrase with you once already on the show I don't remember it might not have been me uh, no, because you're the only one I know who has ever said that in my yeah. entire life. And despite yeah. you saying it all the time, no one else has picked up on it. So I'm like, is this a Florida thing? Is this a Cincinnati thing? Is this a, a Merlin thing? I don't even know. It's a my boss Giles thing. <laughs> it's not like Mario. It's a my boss. It's my <laughs> boss. It's a my boss Giles thing. Like, and I know Giles, what you mean when you say it, because you said it enough. I don't need to right. be defined. Me, I'm just Giles. wondering where it came from. Giles, my, my dot com job. Giles, best boss ever. Uh, so great. Um, a, uh, we'll call a county boy. I think I was somewhere in Tallahassee. He was, he was great. And, um, but yeah, that's the phrase that he would use if he had to be what I'm describing a metaphor with a metaphor. Uh, if he had to be the turd, if somebody had to be the turd in the punch bowl about yeah, wet something, blanket. wet blanket, the realist a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So like, so contrary to what you might guess, it wasn't him saying, it was sometimes him saying, look, I don't want to be a karma sock about this, but this thing's got to be done by then. It was much more often him saying to the stakeholders, look, you know, I don't want to be a karma suck to you guys, but there's no way we could get this done in that amount of time. And it just stuck. And do you think it was his invention? A yes. family thing from him? Or He's very clever. He read, he read a lot of books. Have you ever heard anyone say it besides Giles? No. It's a my boss, Giles. That's an interesting, this is like a really weird uh, viral meme with a bad, what is that, uh, the... There's some fan out term term for the fan out Q factor. Yeah. Really low. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. kill the host quickly, but it doesn't, it doesn't really spread either. Like the transmission is, it's very, it's like 
sexually oh, transmitted. I'm not, I'm not talking for clapping. I, 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 I find it to be a useful term. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I, like, it's descriptive. Now, what about and pigs it, and bunnies? Well, Had you heard pigs? Have we talked about We talked about yeah, pigs and bunnies. Yeah, we talked about pigs and bunnies. And I think you, you I think last time we talked that about that, boss. you said that. that, that, that that's this, my boss, Richard. <laughs> oh, I thought that, I thought pigs and bunnies was also, was, was not a, a single person thing, but was more of a regional family thing. It was the, it was the cold fusion development team at the dot com. Mm-hmm. And I come in and go, bah, 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 got this plan, personalization, customization, uh, I'll give him a cookie. And he goes, just, just give it to me in pigs and bunnies. He's like, stop trying to use the words you think I will be impressed by and just tell me what you're trying to say. And have you ever heard anyone say that besides this person? Nope. But now, now it's, you know, you carry it, you carry on the proud tradition because presumably all those people are dead because they live in Florida, right? I'm not saying this for clapping. Now, what about rat hole? Did you use rat hole? You didn't make that up. That is, that is before. Oh my God. Would, would I say I made any of these up? Rat hole, I also learned from Richard. Yeah, but like you may have learned it from Richard, but surely you've heard tons of people say rat hole. Well, this Richard. is why it's a trick question. I figure you must have heard rat hole. Like in sure, a meeting, yeah. somebody says, yeah. I've said it myself. How do you define a rat hole? Uh, that's like, it's a diversion that is an attractive nuisance that will, you'll dive down into that area, which is not the main topic that you want to talk about, but everyone will just mm-hmm. pile into there and, and go on their merry way. And it, it is, it sucks you down into it's it. A distraction and, from what we're trying to do that in any case may not help anything. The special meaning on that team was he would use rat hole, especially to call out two people who started arguing about implementation. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like very often it's an argument. It's not just like, oh, this is fun to talk about. It's mm-hmm. like, here's a side topic. And also uh, we have strong opinions on it. So now it's butt heads about this thing. It doesn't even matter because we're supposed to be doing something else. Yeah. It's like if spaces and tabs came to a meeting. Yep. There you go. Um, pigs and bunnies. What else did I learn there? I learned a lot of good stuff there. But I also learned I picked up some bad habits. I, I think that's where I picked up drill down. Yeah, I mean, if you're any business scenario, you're going to pick up that stuff. But the ones that are interesting to me are the ones that I've only ever heard from you. And it's interesting to hear that you've only ever heard them from one other person, too. I heard one last week uh, I've never heard before from you. You're not in the, you're not in the show oh, anymore. Oh, no, so no. I'm, as they say, out of the loop. I'm out yeah. of the business. Uh, the generals. Did I say that one? You're referring, yeah, you were talking about referring to, you know, I, I guess as, as against the specifics. So you were referring, you were talking about presentations. You said something about referring to the generals. That doesn't ring a bell. Okay, I'll find it. I'll find <laughs> it. might have been somebody else. <laughs> Does that mean? Or I might have just been mumbling and that's me. what you heard. Did I do that? I might have done that. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of, I, there's new business terms all the time and you just, like, I don't even resist it. I can't help, like, you end up repeating them to each other because someone you just starts to. saying them and then you start saying them to each other and then it just, just races through the entire company and then it's just part <sighs> of the landscape. I mean, not to, you know, touch the third rail, but it's, it's invoking idiocracy. You sound like not sure. You sound like the guy who's trying to talk fancy when everybody else is just, you know, talking straight. Like it is the Brooks Brothers suit of, uh, you know, ling- lingo. It's the way people talk to each other. If you, you've got to say those kinds of terms, I had mm-hmm. a lot of fun with this in a, in a series I called that phone guy. Like there's certain kinds of terms where like, why do people say wheels down? Like, mm-hmm. why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep saying we're wheels up or wheels down? Nobody cares. You're on a plane. Why are you talking? Like mm-hmm. there's just these terms that become... They're very viral. They're very in the, I guess, Because they make sense. you sound cool. Because you think you're cool when you say them. When they're fresh, they do sound cool. And they are, I think, mimetic. But, I think but, they, they are but then they get stuck. Just like you are. You got stuck with pigs and bunnies, right? You get stuck with- No, but with, that's uh, sweet. Everybody likes pigs and bunnies. You got stuck with karma suck. Like this long outlived its usefulness. Look at my fingers. You see my fingers doing this? Imagine there's a pig and a bunny puppet. <laughs> and like Ryan, Ryan's pretty bad with that when he starts Dunder Mifflin Infinity. 
Like he he so inhabits the douchebag character, he even grows a dumb beard. And mm-hmm. he starts talking in these ludicrous terms that nobody can understand. It's a good show. But I feel like, like uh, our our friend uh, Michael Lopp does something similar. Like a certain set of terms that he learned at, a, at a, like a formative point in his career that he keeps saying despite them being out of fashion mo- for mm-hmm. the most part, right? Yeah. Uh, and some of them are just, they just continue to live on. Uh, you know, like they don't, they don't die, but other ones die out, but one or two people keep saying them because they, you know, they imprinted on them at the right time in their business life. Yes. And good use of that term. Um, but you, like I used to give you a hard time cause you would use these terms. You use, used to use terms, continue to use terms like pop the stack close to the metal. Now those are, those are terms pop that people. Pop the stack I think is, is that you mostly? That's you. No, that you did that. You did that. I mean, close to the metal, obviously. Yeah. I remember that, that whole deal, although I didn't make that up either, but but I remember you latching onto it. But pop the stack, I thought you were doing that as a reaction to. Anyway, it is. It's a term. I hear it. I repeat it. It's mm-hmm. it's part of the landscape. Um, but I, I think it. Yeah, it it serves a purpose. There's a lot of programmery terms like that. But you would you use that in a meeting? No, not when I was speaking in a meeting, probably. But yeah. uh, I mean, maybe Some, I would use it jokingly. Might. Maybe I would use it jokingly. Like you at, th- at this point, I I mostly hear you use it, but you're using it in context <laughs> in a way that makes sense because there are many levels we. we they're not rat holes, really, but there are many no. levels. You know, right around the line is, is the best example. No, it's it's more like a lounge. It's more like a lounge than a family room. Yeah. Yeah, the right around the line has some good ones. Some The, the best stack popping ones, uh, they're, they're tough to do. I always wonder if you write them down. You'll be like eight levels deep. And mm-hmm. the best is when you make it all the way back up to level zero again. Because it's hard to do that. Sometimes, sometimes. You're, ne- sometimes. you're never going to get back to zero. Maybe you get back to four and you, and you consider it a victory. There are some terms, I will never say which, probably, but there are a handful of terms that probably started as me mishearing something John said that I've officially decided to try and make a term. <laughs> and along the lines of like, why is not doing the challenge on Dubai Friday at peanut butter? I'll tell you a secret. Mm-hmm. None of us know why it's called that. Yeah, there was an episode where you talked about it, wasn't there? I don't think I don't think any of us know what a peanut butter what it means. It means you didn't do the challenge, but I have no idea why. Yeah, but I, you've forgotten. But I, I recall this. I've forgotten as well. But I recall listening to that episode. It might have been your idea. You should find the timestamps. Find the timestamps. It might have been your idea. Not my idea for sure. Been your idea. But, you'd remember that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I understand that you've collectively all forgotten. But go back to the episode if you can find it. Because what I think episode? there was I don't a reason. Know. We've got like 10, 20, 30 episodes. Yeah, that's why you get minions. You got to have minions find it, and then they'll. I don't have minions. I can't manage minions. I can't I th- do my, it. My recollection, my vague you recollection. You should call it your flying monkeys. Why don't you have Todd find it for you? Yeah, so that's when you podcast. My vague oh, recollection oh, is oh. you were you were discussing S and M safe words. <laughs> and that's and, oh, and, and that's you, good. And you had used like like my safe <laughs> word would be butter. peanut butter. And then you, <laughs> later when you talked about not doing the challenge, some someone probably you yelled out peanut butter. And oh that's my how god, it, that that's makes my guess. so much sense, and it's funny. That's my guess, but I would have to go back to the episode to find out for sure. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by ExpressVPN. You can learn more about ExpressVPN right now by visiting expressvpn.com slash diffs. We can probably all hold our hands up and admit it. Cybercrime is something that we think about. We think it happens to other people, right? Because who would want your data, right? Well, the bad news is Stealing data from people like you and me using public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest ways for hackers to make money. If you leave your internet connection unencrypted, your passwords and credit card numbers are vulnerable. But there is something that you can do to protect yourself from cyber criminals. 
need to start using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN works by securing and anonymizing your internet browsing. It encrypts your data and hides your public IP address with easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your device. You can turn on ExpressVPN protection with just one click, and then you're free to safely surf the web on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having your personal data stolen. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it even comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, I'll tell you, it really is true. You just get this thing on your dingus. Installing it is so easy, and it's actually fun. It's very smart, unlike a lot of stuff like this, and you really do literally hit a button to turn it on. It's the best. And for less than $7 a month, you can get the same Express VPN protection uh, that so many of the hosts on Relay.fm are enjoying. If you ever use public Wi-Fi and want to keep the bad guys away from your data, you need ExpressVPN. So listen, you go to expressvpn.com slash diffs to learn more. You want to protect your online activity today. To find out how you can get three months free, you go to expressvpn.com slash diffs. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash diffs for three months free with a one-year package. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Um, the uh, Moving on, we've got some other things here. Uh, we're back. Hello. Uh, you know, okay, so you gave me homework, and um, you gave me very late homework that I intend to yeah, do. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't have any expectations. Okay, so I shouldn't even mention it. Should we mention it for future watching? Yes, you should. Okay, so um, in a future episode... Uh, there's a documentary that I think might've been up for an Oscar. doesn't matter. It won. It won. <clears throat> there's a, <clears throat> there's a movie that won an Oscar. Uh, and the movie is called free solo. Todd did not work on it. And it's about a guy climbing, uh, the side of a mountain. And I saw you tooting about it. And then you suggested I should watch it. And I just, I got it from the truck, but I, I only had time to watch like the first bit of it, but it, I will watch the rest. It looks, I want to see it on a giant screen. That guy's so interesting. Why is he so interesting to me? He lives in a car. The reason I got interested in it, I, you're in the Slack that I posted this, but you're not actually in the Slack. But anyway, the reason I got interested is I saw I saw a thing on YouTube, God knows how it was recommended to me or whatever, where it was the the climbing guy, uh, you know, in the movie. And he he was doing something else totally unrelated, like, but he's talking, he's in a YouTube video. And he was talking about stuff and gesticulating with his hands. And I was like, his hands are gigantic. They don't mm-hmm. even look like they're correctly sized for a human. Like hmm. it looked like someone was wearing cartoon mitts for hands. And I was just fascinated by this person. And then I knew he was, I knew about the movie. I knew, I knew he was from the movie and like, you know, anyway. Right. So I, I pursued it and uh, I watched the movie like the day before the Oscars, not even knowing that it was nominated. And then I was rooting for it and it won. And anyway, I, I think it's, there's a few interesting aspects of the documentary. Yeah, I watched, I watched, I watched part of it because just uh, shut up, everybody. I didn't have time. Um, I found out this morning that we were doing yeah, this. Yeah, this is not, there's no expectations. You, 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 you absolve me for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like, I did want to, I want to give it, give it, um, proper attention, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I, I'm curious to see where they go with it and what the story becomes mm-hmm. because I got about up to, um, <laughs> I got up to have that he makes the amount of money uh, as a moderately successful dentist. He visits mm-hmm. the school. <clears throat> We've seen him making vegetables with chili in his uh, van. <laughs> that remind you of anybody's cooking style? Well, a little bit. Living in a van, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a classic. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see where they go with the story and the storytelling, you know? And you said this or somebody else said this. Like, the crazy thing is, like, he's doing what he's doing, but somebody else is nearby. Yes, probably with ropes. 
like shooting it with a camera. It's such a crazy part of it. I don't think it's drones. Yeah, that's your homework assignment, everybody. If you get a chance, look for the National Geographic uh, Oscar-winning uh, films. About it's, uh, I think it's hundred minutes, mm-hmm. hour forty. And it's called Free Solo, and um, the National Geographic link I think is in notes already. Let me look. Yeah, and my one warning about it is, uh, this is what I tweeted about it that uh, if you, I think ever this is true of everybody, but I think it's particularly true of me. If when you get anxious, your palms sweat, I know know everybody's palms sweat, but I feel like I have it worse than most. Mm -hmm. The last quarter of this movie, my hands were drenched the entire time. Like it's involuntary. You can't stop it from happening. Like it's just a movie. It just, you know, the other, the only other time I've had sweatier palms than watching the last quarter of this movie uh, was playing Super Monkey Ball for the GameCube. Wow. That is the sweatiest my palms have ever been in my entire life. Is that a lot of fast motion, like quick, quick running around? Oh, is that that game that's impossible? It's not impossible. But I mean, there, isn't it like famously like crazy difficult? It th- There is a crazy difficulty angle. Super Monkey Ball is you're, you're a, a little ball. It's like Marble Madness. You're a little ball and you got to, uh, you tilt the board to roll the ball around. Oh, like right? Labyrinth Spiel. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, the boards are like these spindly little things with no walls. And, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult. Very unforgiving. Because if you fall off, that's it. Like, you know. And the the feats that you have to achieve in this game to, like, get to the advanced levels, you have to, like, make it through 30 levels without falling off the, any board a single time. And then you get to the advanced levels. Oh, I can see that would be nerve-wracking. Yeah. And, like, it takes a long time. There is no margin for error. It's very much like free soloing, only there's no actual physical danger. <laughs> but but it's I, I still count that as probably my greatest achievement in gaming ever is getting past the uh greatest personal achievement it's not impressive in the grand scheme of things right but my greatest personal achievement is getting to the uh the extra levels on advanced on and the original super Super monkey on the gamecube because it required going through 30 odd levels without falling off a single time and these are levels that when i when i don't just respawn you gotta you gotta do it no you can't you fall off one time that's it oh god 30 levels oh my god you gotta start over yeah. Oh my uh, god. And 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 these are and the levels that I'm going through, some of the levels I would die hundreds of times the first time I played just to get past it once. And to go from that to to saying not only am I going to beat this level, but hmm. I'm going to beat this and 29 other levels, all of which are also very difficult oh without god. dying a single time. Like so imagine you do this, you get up to level 12 where you die every time and then you die. You're like oh, the you're, just... you're like the doctor stuck in the castle with the ice wall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep going back to the beginning, repeating, repeating. Punch the it. wall, so punch the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that was some big pomp. So the, the the beautiful thing about Super Monkey Ball is, uh, so it's game for uh, the GameCube, and there is only one control, and that's the joystick. There's no buttons. There's no you know, D pad. There's no triggers. There's no. It's just literally. It is just the joystick. That is the only control in the entire game. Oh wow, that's pure. Yep, that's it. It's just you, a ball, a monkey, a board, a joystick. That's it. No hopping, no jumping, no shooting, no skidding, no sliding, no sticking. A bottle of wine and thou. <laughs> you have wine. You gotta keep your reflexes sharp. The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the only the only thing that could possibly uh, compete. Well, it's not really true. Possibly compete for for a gaming achievement is the thing I'm current. My current project, my current gaming project, which is really kind of depressing me. But really, even if I do it, it's not going to be as big an achievement because it's so tied up with other people I'm, I'm trying to do this thing in destiny you got to get the right team right i mean there's a, there's a lot to it with destiny you yeah. can't just you know, go running around and then hacking away you need the right group the right party as you say 
it's a team activity that i'm doing and it's like it's in a it's in a competitive game type where every win gets you a certain number of points and every loss just subtracts points oh no it's like jeopardy and there's no limit to how much you can add or subtract so you can go back down to zero right at oh any time God. right and so i have to get to 2100 and uh and it's a four person versus four person team thing and i've tried playing by myself with three other randos i've tried playing teams of two teams of three teams of four uh, it tries to match you against people of similar skill. So if you get a bunch of really good people with you, mm-hmm. you would think, oh, that's going to help. I get three people who are like ringers who are just really, really good. Chances are that their scores will also be high. So they'll bring your average team score up and you'll match against another team of four. Like teams of four are more likely to match against teams of four. And your average score will try to match you against another team of a similar average. Hmm. So what I really need are people who are like professionals, but who have zero scores because they're using accounts they've never played before or something. Uh, but I, I can't swing that. So I'm mostly playing with people who are at about my level or a little bit better than me, but not too much better than me because then I'll be the weakest link on the team and we'll definitely lose, right? Wow, this is a very complicated meta layer when you think about it. Because you, I mean, you also, there's something, if I heard you correctly, there's something to be said, almost like, not Prisoner's Dilemma, but like you don't want to get some loser guy on your team that's going to pull your score down, but you don't want to end up being overmatched Mm-hmm. with other people wow that's complicated yeah like we ideally what you need like people who are actually much better at this game than me think this is ridiculous because if you just get a good team of four that plays together like a team yeah it's no problem to do what i'm doing like what i'm doing is not particularly hard but for me it's hard because i don't have a regular team of four that i play with on a regular basis and when i play with random people like i'm mostly just trying to hone my individual skills which is why i didn't even attempt this and individual skills are getting better but it's very difficult i can't carry a team put it that way i can't carry a team by myself so really it's like my win-loss ratio is like 50 50 and you don't make progress so i've been stalled out between 17 and 1800 i have to cross 2100 just once i just have to cross 2100 once and i have a week left now before i get reset to zero for the new season and i have to climb my way back up i think i can't oh my god this is so much pressure yeah and i don't think i'm gonna do it but I and this is just the final step in like an eight step quest. And I've done mm. all the other steps. All the other steps were things where there's no backsliding. It's just ratcheting. It's hard mm. to do. You got to, you know, do 20 of this, 250 of that, 100 of this. And it, it's hard work, but there's no backsliding. So you will slowly progress towards your goal. But this final step, you could just never do it. Like, you, you know, for a long time, I couldn't get past zero. But the closer you, the closer you get to the expiration, the more incentive there is for you to shoot your wad either way because the points are going to reset, right? Yep, yep. So that's as time approaches them. But the thing is, like, if you're just playing for like an hour and you're just going negative, negative. It's like going, I, I keep liking it to a casino where you're like, you're up and you're down. I was just, just going to say blackjack. Like if you, yes, walk away. Yeah, sometimes. And so I'm, the rule I made for myself is I allow myself two solo queue losses a day, which means I queue up just by myself without a teammate. And I allow myself two losses in that scenario per day. Once I get two, that's it. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 go chasing your money. Mm-hmm. Yes, to keep me from backsliding too much, right? Mm-hmm. And it's tough because sometimes, like you, if you do like a loss and then a win and a win, it has a win streak thing where as you get as you rack up up to five wins, each win is worth progressively more, right? So your first win is worth you know thirty. Your second win, you get additional forty. Your third win, you get additional fifty, right? So it's good to be on a streak, but your streak ends completely as soon as your first loss. They used to have losing streaks, which are more punished. Now the losing streaks are slightly less punishing, but they still you still are punished for consecutive losses. It's a lot like casino, casino gambling, mm-hmm. but with like a, a skill component. House always wins. Uh, I have two questions about Destiny for you. Um, you had a, 
don't know if it was a bug or a misunderstanding, but you had something go horribly wrong probably at this point a couple months ago involving resources where you thought you were you didn't realize you were spending as much money as you thought and you lost a lot of your loot or similar. Do you remember this? Yeah, it's dark, dark UI patterns. Right, but you were super bummed because you didn't realize that you were buying extra Mario coins or whatever. Did you ever get that mm-hmm. resolved or are you just SOL? Uh, I mean, there's no resolving it. Like, it's it's just, you know, it's just like life. Like, well, you know, you it's like the casino gamble. You lost a bunch of money at the casino. Did you ever get that resolved? Like, no, I just, I lost the money. That right? sucks. Um, it sucked. I built my way back up to more or less where I was. But of course, had I not lost it, I would be like twice as much. I would be, it, it's fine. It was, it was more interesting this to me is as freaking, a- some Freakonomic stuff. Yeah, for sure. It is interesting to me as a user interface question of like, you know, be, being trained by this game over the course of so many years and then they change the interface in some unexpected way. And it just, you know, even though you're experienced, you've got your 10,000 hours playing the game or whatever, you're supposedly an expert. Yeah. You don't notice when they change the rules slightly. And uh, oh, that's so weak. They get you. Yeah. Uh, the other question, which is extremely random. Um, I, I will break character for a minute and say somebody, somebody, uh, tutored us about this, about you talking about Destiny and maybe encouraging me to play. And what I said to that person was, I'll tell you, you know, a secret. I I actually like when John talks about, I love that John loves Destiny and I like to hear him talk about it, but I can't participate except in a jokey way because I don't know anything about it and I'm not that enthused to learn enough to even be sane and sensible about it. With that said, you ever thought about talking, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's such a thing as a destiny podcast. Have you ever thought about, to- that's funny. That's funny. Cause there's a million of them. Yeah. Of course there's a destiny podcast. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I, I listen to slate. What do I know? Yeah. I listen to necktie like, shows. Yeah. Um, do you, have you ever thought about, uh, I guess not. Why am I asking you this? You're no fun. You're no rock and roll fun. Finish the que- finish the question. John, you ever think about talking to somebody on, a, on an occasional podcast about, uh, <laughs> like, you ever think about talking to someone about your destiny, like a therapist. Do you ever think about talking to someone, John, <laughs> John, do you have a friend? Is there someone that you could sit someone down with? Someone you trust that you can talk John, to Destiny? John, as a reference to, I believe, uh, the late Malcolm Gladwell, you tossed out a line about 10,000 hours, and I, I need to ask you if you've played video games for 10,000 hours. Um, I no, I don't. Think... I'm not asking you that. I'm making fun of you. I, no, I, I do think about Please that. Please don't 10,000 hours is a very long That's time. That's how long you know. Paul McCartney played a Hoffner bass. Yeah, I have not played uh, Destiny for 10,000 hours, but I have played for probably... One and a half, two, close yeah. to that. Thousand, yeah. I mean, it's Destiny one and two. But you haven't thought about you're already you're too busy. You got your you got the program where you do the call in show and answer all the letters yeah, from people. See, the gaming you don't, you is... don't have time. You don't have time to do it. Don't don't you? Couldn't you and, and Rands do a monthly podcast or any of your other people mm. wearing dresses? Couldn't you Here's do another show where you talk about Destiny and people would people would love that. People like when you talk about computers and video games. Is what I'm trying to say. The gaming. Uh commentary world type like it's a different different set of rules like there are podcasts but podcasts are not the main medium for gaming it's more like twitch streamers and and youtube and stuff like that but there's there's some the requirements are very different right Hmm. most of the people who are popular gaming entertainers let's say you know they have some kind of man called ninja uh, sure, but but mm. anybody like is I watch Fortnite, a bunch of John? Is that Fortnite? people that Ninja does all sorts of things, but yes, okay. most recently Fortnite. Thank you. Um, you have to put a tremendous amount of time into whatever game you're talking about. Like it's a full time job. Like they wake up in the morning, sit down, and stream for eight hours, or you know, two four hour chunks all day every day. They don't have two kids. 
Sometimes they do have kids. They don't have a wife that likes them. Yeah, but, but the thing is, like, this is their job, and they do this for two reasons. One, uh, <laughs> it's for my work. Yeah. Well, I know. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I was born in 1966. I'm still catching up with this. The first time I heard that people go on the internet to watch other people play video games, I'm still recovering from that. Okay, so give me a break. And, they, and some people make prepared videos or whatever, but, like, that takes even more time. Like, imagine, like, oh, yeah. they, they, they have to play for a huge amount of times for games like Destiny because you have to play it for that amount of time to get all the things in the game. And you need the things in the game in order to be able to do – it's a – I was explaining levels in D&D to my daughter and how there's like levels of characters, there's levels of monsters, there's levels of dungeons. So like, you know, you're going to get a bugbear before you're going to run into a vampire because that wouldn't be very fun. It would not be fun for a, it would be a very short campaign if a first, let's say a first level cleric runs into a vampire. That's not going to be fun. It needs it wait, but there's a uh, gratifying sort of circle of improvement where you get better stuff, you get better at the game, you move up, 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 and then you have access to better things. You're leveling up, as they say. And the fans want to see the mm-hmm. high level stuff. They yeah. want to. They want to. What do you think of this cool thing? How was it when you defeated this boss oh, person? Right. So you, you have can't, to. You can't have a skateboard YouTube channel about not falling off a skateboard. Yeah, you got to be do too bored. The whole thing. Yeah. Right. You got. You got. And Destiny in, in a in a looter shooter, as they're called, you have to tell them about all the equipment. I got this new cool thing, and I got this thing, and let's talk about that thing. And the second thing is, there is a minimum skill level you have to you don't have to be the world's best at the game but you have to be way better than average so i don't have the time and i'm not good enough yeah and and that's that's like the minimum bar and 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 as you say it wouldn't be it didn't even occur i just shows you how plugged in i am i'm aware of twitch i'm aware of discord i'm aware of these things but like it didn't even occur to me that if you wanted to make something that could be not even money making, but would be seen. You need to make a video of playing video games. You couldn't just talk to Rands about. Well, you can do that. There are, po- there are podcasts about it, but like the, the the heart and soul of gaming entertainment is Twitch streamers and uh, to lesser extent yeah. YouTube channels. Yeah, uh, and it is very complicated and very involved and incredibly time consuming and involves people with real talent for games who are also good personalities who also put a huge amount of time into every game they play to get to the point where they can, especially things like Destiny's, where they can demonstrate the things that people want to see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. And so I watch a lot of those people and I appreciate what it is that they do, but it is just, it is a way bigger commitment and I'm just not equipped to do it. Like yeah, it's all, not, all it's those not people, your wheelhouse. Yeah. To, to give you an idea, the thing I'm trying to do where I have to get to 2100. Yeah. Uh, that is so like, you know, four months ago, they got it. And that is like the training wheels one, the real one that they all, you know, the, the, the one above that you have to get to like 4,500 and they all got that the week after it was announced. Will our listeners who play Destiny know what you're talking about? Yes, they will. They'll know what the quest or whatever is? Yes, they will. So you don't need to say that. <laughs> okay. No, I was asking a legitimate question. You keep referring to these arbitrary numbers. I don't want to go into like, when I go into all the, the proper nouns, you don't know what they are. No, yeah. I'm trying not to, you don't understand. I'm trying not to be a karma suck. Yeah. All right. So the I want to talk about is the Lunas Howl, which is okay. the, uh, uh, the first pinnacle hand cannon you can get. Uh, you have to get to twenty one hundred glory, and this then not forgotten. You do this, <laughs> and, and not forgotten is forty five hundred. And it just amazes me that not forgotten was like this is the pinnacle reward. You got to get to forty five hundred, and like 
a, less than a week after it was announced. Hell, the next day, mm-hmm. the people I watched were like, yep, oh, so I've got the Not Forgotten now. Oh, you talked about this. Yes, I've, yes. I've got the Not Forgotten now. It's like, they, they just announced it. How do you already have this it? This is one of those things. It wasn't like, was it like free shirts or something? But there were like not enough for the people. That was, who... that was the raid. That was a different thing. But yeah, like these people, okay. not only do they, this is, this is a fun, you can appreciate this. It's, it's kind of like this in music too, right? So you're waiting for an album from your favorite band, right? Mm-hmm. and uh, you're waiting for five years and finally the album comes out and you get the album and even if you're not like you don't listen to the first 10 minutes of every song you get the album you bring it home you put it on you play it and after 60 minutes have passed you've heard the album like yeah. you've consumed all the content that you waited five years for now you can listen to it again and there's replay value and so on and so forth but you've just mm-hmm. shot through it really fast and same thing with like movies so you're waiting for a movie to come out you come mm-hmm. you sit down for two hours in the dark you've seen the movie video games for most normal people are not like that. A new thing comes out and you expect that you're not going to sit down and 30 minutes later, it's like, well, I'm done with that game. I, I've consumed everything that game has to offer, especially... I, I understand this makes people angry. You pay $69 for a AAA game, you expect to have like a certain amount of play out of it, right? Right. And especially for multiplayer games where there's, a, you know, there are difficult things where you have to match against other human beings and, and beat them consistently to climb up that ladder to get to 4,500. Because again, wins give you 30 points and losses give you negative 20 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these superhuman people who are A, very good at the game and B, very dedicated to it. And, you know, the day after new content is released, they played through all the new content, done all the quests, gotten all the things, unless it's actually time gated, which is the thing they do now. They actually time gate it. We're like, well, you can only do this on the on the second Thursday of the month. So no matter how good you are, you just have to wait. Right. It just amazes me. So that's the level of, uh, where the entertainers are out, that they they play through all the content instantly, get all the hardest quests and then make videos about here is the not forgotten. Let me tell you about how good it is. And what it takes to get it and tips on you getting it. And realistically speaking, they don't say this most of the time. Realistically speaking, you're not going to be able to get this because you, you know, I can't even get Luna. And that's only 2100, which is like, you know, it becomes much more difficult when you get above. As you get to higher, higher levels, you match against people who are higher levels. And at the the top tier levels, like they're, they're superhuman. So I don't understand how anybody gets not forgotten. But of course, humans being humans, there's 1% of everybody that has the freakishly large hands of the free solo guy that are just... (laughs) <laughs> are really good at it and those are the people who make a living making youtube videos and twitch streams of them playing games hmm. yeah that'll be uh it'll uh, be my retirement career i'll be senior citizen gamer where i'll just be like come watch an old person barely be able to play a game <laughs> i'm trying to find a story to see if it was true this is not. This doesn't all rhyme. Um, the story goes that true story. So that's me. a real world. That's a real world reference. For oh, all the, you stop, all, stop only being, Gen X kids will get. Stop being friendly re- and start getting reference. MTV. Yeah, don't you remember when they had the the yokel guy say true story? And anyway, it's season one. No, I can. I do impersonations of some reality show openings. Um, I can. I can do. Um, I can do Heidi Klum going sixteen designers. I can do that. Um, <laughs> that's me. Um, the memes around our house are lame. The story goes, and I'm trying to look at this in tabs quickly. So don't. The story goes that uh, no, it was not Paul and John. It was George and Paul went out to see Jimi Hendrix. You heard the story. 1967. Uh, if I did. I heard it from you, but it does not ring a bell yet. So keep going. I just love this. 
Uh, they go out to see Jimi Hendrix um, something like four days after Sgt. Pepper came out. And they opened the show with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. They, they've been out for like four days. So like, yeah, you listened to the record all the way through, but Jimi Hendrix learned it and played it. Mm-hmm. No, he just he just heard it in the green room before coming on stage. See, he's not Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> he should have done it done it backwards while wearing a horse mask. Mm-hmm. He, he played it with his teeth, though. So that's true. Um, yeah, but where'd the lighter fluid come from? Mm-hmm. Well, the jokes are just coming and coming, aren't they? Uh, I don't know. I like the Beatles. Sounds like a dumb movie. Spider Verse is out. Uh, out on video. Out on tape. Out on tape. What's up, danger? Yep, yep, yep. Out on tape. Arrived. Uh, got the push notification this morning. February yeah, not, Speaking of push notifications, my media management is, is failing me because someone mentioned something about Captain Marvel in a Slack. And I'm like, oh, that reminds me. I should I should go see if tickets are on sale yet so I can get a ticket to see Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. And so I go to look for tickets. And I'm like, do, 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 you know, four oh, tickets. No, 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 no. Did you get Fandangoed? Did it give you a spoiler? No. Whole family's going to see it. Uh, and you know, it's, it opens on Friday, but you know, let's, let's do, we do it the weekend cause the kids have school on Friday. Sure. So I want to be out late. So let's check Saturday. I, you know, pick three adults, one child, go select seats. Cause I only go to the reserve seating things. Cause that's mm-hmm. the world we live in now. <laughs> that's and all my daughter will abide. Only, <laughs> yeah. The only thing available is two seats in the front row. Oh try, man. Try a different show. Three seats in the front row. Try a different show. Two seats in the front way. Sunday. <sighs> Just the front row. Like, I try every single time slot and every single thing. Like, basically, I waited too long. I didn't... Whatever system I needed to say, hey, by the way, if you were thinking of getting tickets for opening me button for Captain Marvel, you should probably get your tickets now. I missed that probably by many, many days. So there are no seats available anywhere. (laughs) So now I'm at least one week delayed. That sucks. Yeah. And so I feel like something in my system has failed because normally I'm on top of this type of thing. So either people in my timeline are talking about it or, you're the you king know. of regular expressions. There should be a way to poke just the right hole. Well, they call it a, a firewall. You should, you should be, have a way to get the things you want in without screwing up all the things you want to keep out. Yeah, and, and the thing is normally I do this just ambiently. Like I don't have systems. I don't have alerts. I don't have like David underscore Smith things that like send me text messages is and watch this things a like a solution of John's brain story. I love these. No, this is not a dissolution of my brain. It's like a failure of a system. Like I had built up a system around me where I don't actually have to do anything. It comes to me. Like the outside <laughs> world tells me, hey, dummy, everyone's buying their Captain Marvel tickets now. Maybe you should do it. And yeah. whatever, whenever that was happening a week ago, it did not get to me. Jeez. I, I think what did get to me was was people like giving it like the worst Rotten Tomato readings ever for a movie no one has seen yet, which I thought was hilarious. I got that part. Did you see what happened though? See what they did? I did not see what happened. I don't. Really According care, to but. a friend of the show, Dan Benjamin, uh, from the Back to Work program, uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, shut down the thing. They said you can't vote on movies that aren't out yet. When out. I was in Fandango, Fandango trying to get tickets, yeah. when I was there trying to get tickets, there, it's just Captain Marvel. It shows a little picture of the movie poster, and then it has a star rating next to it. Mm-hmm. And it was lit up with stars. It was three stars. Three oh, Fandango. Yeah. First of all, three everything on Fandango gets, no one has seen. Everything on Fandango gets five stars. Like, it's as you know, not, but not this but not one. Captain Marvel. It was three stars. Yeah, they were the the uh, the boys' brigade came out. I just, I the, just, the posters, just, the posters, yeah. and internet responders. The first responders came out. So that so that was the only <laughs> that was the only thing about Captain Marvel that made it to me. And really, honestly, if maybe as dissolution in my brain, I should have realized, hey, if people are talking about Captain Marvel, probably that means the tickets are on sale. So yeah. maybe you should go get your tickets. I did not actually pull the trigger on that until someone in one of our Slack said, oh, I'm going to see Captain oh, Marvel. Oh, man. Oh, ask me, ask me what I'm doing this weekend. 
Going to a cat show? That's not what I said. Ask me what I'm doing this weekend. What are you doing this weekend? I am going to have bachelor weekend with my daughter. Ask me why I'm having bachelor weekend with my daughter. I'm not sure it counts as bachelor weekend if you're having it's it with your child. not what I ask you to say. Not what I ask you to say. What? I've already forgotten. What are you having bachelor weekend Because with your my about? wife is running a 50K on Saturday. <laughs> 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 I complain about the grocery bags. She's going to run a 50K. The image that immediately popped into my mind when you mentioned my wife is running a 50K was you dollying yourself around San Francisco electronically on your Segway. <laughs> She's going to run a 50K when I got to go to Walgreens. I attach oh, a battery no, it's with way, wheels It's to actually, that would be really cute, but it's actually way worse than that. It's out of town. It's going to involve... <laughs> God, it's a trail run. Just for those of you, for those of you in the States, uh, that's 31 miles. Um, and it will involve... Uh, basically it's a trail run, which is good in some ways, but like she will have to ford three bodies of water. <laughs> she had to get shoes to drain. She's running a 50 K on Saturday. So I'm assuming you, you have already, maybe, uh, maybe you're going involved in this, but I'm assuming your family has already worked out that basically, uh, when the big one hits, you get to stay in your flat with the <laughs> emergency bucket full of rotted food <laughs> and that she takes your daughter and just leaves for safety. Like oh the, come on! The basically, that you are dead weight, and it's oh, like wait, agreed no. on agreed on ahead of time. Because honestly, who's uh, going to survive the apocalypse? It's not going right. to be you. You're half right. You're <laughs> totally right. I'm toast. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even useful for making sandwiches. Transitively, and you don't, don't want to weigh her down. You don't want to. You think my you know, daughter you can your, run? She plays basketball, but she can't run. But even that, she's the child. Like the child has to she be taken is. to safety by the well, adult who can do that, which is not you. So <laughs> right? they're, they're, they're pushing a grocery cart. <laughs> they don't want to be. They don't. You don't want to drag them down. You should. You should be uh-huh. big about it. So like, go. Like, wait, oh, it's no, understood. No, no. Uh, save yourselves. Me. Believe me. If I have the choice to go or not go anywhere, even if it means survival, I will stay. Yeah. Save yourselves. Yes. You can- <laughs> and, then, and then, in the best case, you're there with the bucket for a while, and someone comes <laughs> and takes the you bucket. to the store to buy my shoes. My Jim Baker buckets. <laughs> my buckets of cream corn. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen in the Jim Baker bucket commercials? Do you, do you follow Vic Berger on uh, YouTube? Where do I know the doomsday buckets from? Do I just know it from Dubai Friday? Uh, probably Vic Berger has had a lot of fun with Jim Baker. Jim Baker, the, the released felon. Oh, I know where I know it from. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about the real world story that maybe you didn't talk about on Dubai Friday with the doomsday buckets, but I saw it on Fear the Walking Dead, which had a ripped from the headlines Um, person who sold doomsday prepper buckets, which I'm assuming is based on this person. That's right. That's why we need the mine shafts. Otherwise we'll have a doomsday gap. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Go look at Vic Berger. They're pretty funny. He does funny edited videos, but I mean, just by themselves, the Jim Baker videos are so bananas. He sells stuff for preppers. He like, it's not that funny to describe, but like he makes this, he makes five gallon buckets of food on stage and gets people to taste it. And you can just tell they can, it's just barely tolerable. It's like, mmm, tor- tortilla, chili stew. Mom, boy, that's really, oh boy, that sure is good. Try that. He has this giant spoon he's feeding the Christians with. It's really super weird. Big burger, put him in show notes. <laughs> This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Folks, I need to ask you to make your next move with Squarespace because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. With a unique domain, award-winning templates, and much more, maybe you want to create an online store 
or you want to create a portfolio or a blog, whatever it is you want to put onto the internet, Squarespace can help you with that. Because Squarespace is an all-in-one platform. Let's you do what you got to do. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, and no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. And also they have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and all of their award-winning templates are beautifully designed to show off your great ideas. You know, I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. I use it all the time. I use Squarespace actually several times a week. I use it to host and serve the Roderick on the Line podcast. I use it for my personal site and my other personal site. I had occasion to do some uh, diddling around in Squarespace just a couple days ago. And I guess I'd almost kind of forgotten how easy it is. You just click in a little field and you're typing and you're updating stuff. It does it all for you. And whatever you type in, whatever you post, what it's just all going to work with those templates. It's If you've never done it, please go to Squarespace and check them out. It's so easy to use. Just highly recommend it. Squarespace plans start at just $12 per month. And you can go and start a trial right now with no credit card required. You go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. And when you decide to sign up, use that offer code diffs, D-I-F-F-S. That'll get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And it will show your support for reconcilable differences. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash diffs. Offer code diffs for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM. And we're back. Vic Berger. Hi, I'm Vic Berger. Vic Berger putting it in. <laughs> Vic Berger. Burger. <laughs> you're cutting a loop. I'm gonna say, you, need, you need to be rebooted to get back to, to a known good state. Vic Burger. Peck Pong Peck. Uh, the, uh, the combinatorial number of states that Moran can be in is I actually astronomical. I think I have too many states. It's really important like, to, to reset him to zero like every night. states, with, but with, a bitch ain't one. With a weighted blanket. <laughs> 11 my specific sleep, draining holes. My sleep hack. I'm in a silly mood. I made meaty rice tonight. Now I'm in a silly mood. You made what? Meaty rice. Oh, meaty rice. I think it probably had a fair amount of glutamate. Oh, in it. yeah. Speaking of, I made your I made your sausage night. I, you know about that. I sent you a picture. Oh, of it. right. Oh, I don't know if we have so Okay, so on another show we talked about a thing called Sausage Night. It's kielbasa and cabbage. Hey, you made sausage night. How'd it go? It's all right. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh <laughs> Vic Burger. Vic Burger. Well, we have some things that we can talk about. I'm looking here at the Google Doc for our program. Uh, which one is this? Reconcilable differences. We do have a listener question we can do. Oh, I had I had odds and sods for you as well. All right. I, I was going to suggest we do Deluxe's question, but if you have odds Let's and do Deluxe's question. Um, uh, I asked Dan this. Let me ask you. Forget about the Google stuff. That's stupid. I'm taking it out. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, are you are you I I couldn't tell if you were talking about this. You were talking about your old. I remember your old awesome Apple ID. Are you squared away for two FA day tomorrow? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, yes, sorry. Far- Apple is introducing a new thing. Apple developer accounts have to use two factor authentication, quote unquote. Are you squared away with that? I am, but that's but it has spun off into this whole other Apple ID management meta task so for that specific case i have a developer apple id that i used to go to wwdc every year mm-hmm. and it does have two-factor enabled on it john john had it before it needed to be an email address yeah i have many many apple ids before they need it's a surprising number that i didn't even know existed so now <laughs> before apple ids existed yeah but, so now i'm just trying to manage all my apple ids to delete ones that i don't need anymore to 
you know, remove payment methods from ones that I don't use to put valid payment methods on ones that I do use and nothing works. And so well, I'm you sure want to be sober that. and careful when you're doing that. Yeah. It's, it's another one of those things where it's fraught, you can, man. You it can is screw fraught. Stuff up. This is, I don't know. I had a little bit of a mini rant about this last week, but like, I don't even have to think too super hard about this to think of several ways that e- even if, if you do all this right, it could still be super complicated. And if you do it wrong, it could be fairly cat- catastrophic. And there's plenty of room for human error. Like I just, to, to one example, like I'm, I think I'm being careful. I think I know what I'm doing. I think mm-hmm. I've dealt with Apple IDs for a long time. I know how to make, you know, I'm making separate accounts on my Mac to make sure that I'm not crossing the wires. I'm not like using a bunch of incognito windows to log into 20 Apple IDs at once. I'm separating it. Like I'm naming the accounts with their full name as the being the Apple ID. So I don't get confused about which is which. Like I'm just doing all the right things. And yet at one point, I was going through and, and deleting unused or trying to delete unused Apple IDs. I'll let you know I've actually successfully deleted one. So far, no go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, like, put in a request for it to be deleted. And it brings you through this whole procedure and says, like, are you super, super sure you want to delete your thingy? Because this is what's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, are you okay with this? And you're like, oh, you better be super duper if you hit that wrong thing. <gasps> yeah. And they, so this is what they do. They say, are you super duper sure? And they, and they make you click through like some terms and conditions and check off some check boxes. And then they have a, a stage where it's like, OK, here's your super duper recovery code, because once we start this process, the only way that you can tell us like abort, abort is you got to give us this code. And so they say, take this code and like, don't store it on your computer, like print it out somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And here it is, you know? And so I, you know, don't listen to them, just take a screenshot of sure. it, right? <laughs> you know, um, whatever. <laughs> I'll take a picture of my keys. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you go to the next screen and the next screen says, hey, remember that code we gave you? Enter it here. Just to make sure that you actually did write it down, right? Smart, Which is good. Smart. Yeah, it's good UI, right? And so I, I do that. I go through that. I go through that for a couple of Apple IDs, right? The ones I don't want anymore. And it's like, all right, we this we're going to delete these probably in like hey, a week point, or something. Point of, point of information: uh, they famously don't recycle IDs, correct? As far as I know, yeah, you, you that's burned. Like you okay. can never use that thing again, right? Somebody could all... just grab your address and start getting your email. Yeah, and this and these are not like me and any sense they're like ancient accounts that are just random ass things that i made to test stuff with for os 10 reviews in the old days um so you've you've satisfied their uh, assurance yes you do super duper want to get rid of this yeah and it does a couple times right and then i get like the confirmation emails it has this whole thing of like okay like where do you want us to send an email to tell you how we're doing with the deletion stuff and of course you don't want <sighs> to send it to the one you're being deleted so right. I put in another address Right. It's very involved. What, right? what you're describing is, okay, if somebody who's never done anything vaguely like this, this is a little bit like the whole staging and production thing. You would be, you, the listener, you might be shocked how easy it is to give 100% of your attention to what John is describing here and still fat finger something, type the wrong password, ask the wrong thing, copy and paste, right? I mean, there's like half a dozen ways you could still, you could be really smart and still totally screw this up. Yeah. And so remember, like, I'm trying to be safe, like, because you could just do this all from one account with a bunch of incognito windows and different tabs and stuff, right? Because you can do it from the web, right? But instead of doing that, I'm making separate, I'm making new separate accounts on my Mac, each of which is signed into a single Apple ID. And then going to that account with fast user switching, which by the way, I found with the limit, you can only be logged into five accounts at once Jinkies. on your Mac, because otherwise it tells you you can't be logged in to any more accounts, Right. So I'm thinking I'm doing what, it the right why way. Why is five such a magic number for Apple? I, it doesn't you have make too many any iTunes. Sense. If I have more RAM, you should let me assign it to more of them. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
after this happens, the emails start coming in to my designated address, which, you know, it's like, hey, uh, just so you know, we got a request to delete the Apple ID, blah, blah, blah. And it's a thing we're going to do in like seven days. And if you don't want us to do it, contact Apple support. And the emails start coming in. And then one comes in and says, hey, we're going to delete Apple ID such and such, uh, blah, blah, blah. If you don't want us to do it, contact Apple support. I'm like, wait a second, Apple ID such and such. That's not one of the ones I want to delete it. Oh, my God. And so my trust in Apple's Apple ID system is such that I'm like, did they make a mistake? Did I initiate a delete for Apple ID A? And because I had another browser window in Apple ID B or something that it thinks I wanted to delete that one? That, well, I, I, out of the top of my head, this, there's a number of ways I could imagine that being confused or confusing, where if you have multiple email addresses or ultimately like different identities associated with an email address, it could get messed up. And like, and then now you're you're all in your own head now. Yeah, so now I had... Each time one of those super duper codes had come up, I had this is what I'd done. I'd taken a screenshot of the entire browser window, right? And then I'd immediately rename the screenshot as, you know, recovery code thingamabobber for Apple ID such and such. That's what I named the image. And then I put the image into a cloud storage and like, like I'm, you know, I only need these things for the next seven days. I'm like, it told me to keep them. It told me to keep track of them. It's not like I just made random screenshots. I took the screenshot and immediately named the image what the recovery code thing is for. So now I'm like, did I, uh, is this a crazy ass screw up or did I ask them to delete the wrong Apple ID? So I go to my images and I have like images that say access code thing for Apple ID A, access code thing for Apple ID B, right? And I open up one of the images and I look at it and it's a screenshot of a browser window. And it's the one that says, here's this access code, write it down, blah, 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 blah. Nowhere in that window does it say what Apple ID that access code is for. It has all sorts of other information, but nowhere, not in the address bar, not in any of the text that appears anywhere oh, on the page that no. say, this is the access code for Apple ID. Could, you do, so could all, you do process of elimination? Well, all I have to go, like, I thought I requested to delete, like, three Apple IDs. And, they, and the files that I named, the screenshots that I named, were the three that I wanted to be deleted. And yet, here is this email telling me, Apple ID, way over there, we're going to delete that one because you asked us. It's to. like coming back in the field, from the field trip with one too many kids. Yeah. And so, of course, it says, you know, contact Apple, whatever. So I, I call up Apple support, which I've, I've been on the phone with Apple so much. Like, I don't know how many hours. I'm, I'm not getting 10,000 hours, but it's getting close. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, here's, here's the deal. I got an email that said they're going to delete Apple ID such and such. I have been deleting a bunch of Apple ID. I hate it when you have to explain, by the way, to like tier one support, like a nuanced situation. Like, yes, I have been deleting Apple IDs because I'm doing this thing where I'm cleaning Apple IDs. But Either I didn't request this one to be deleted or I did accidentally, but I don't want it to be. All yeah. the other ones I do want to be, but not this one. All right. So I, I explain the situation. Right. So and, and they always want to know, like, so did you request this to be deleted? I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe I did. Maybe I'm human. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. To I don't get the even help know. that you need. You have to be candid about saying what you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't I don't know. And it, it, I would ask some questions like. Can you tell if this Apple ID, if someone requested this Apple ID to be deleted or if, can you tell if this email is bogus? Like, is it a mistake in the email template that took a cookie value from like, I know too much about web development to know how this, this, a bug like this could happen. But I also know myself as maybe I just yeah. requested the wrong one and lost track because I'm doing a lot of things. I got a lot of balls in there. I'm changing to a lot of accounts. It's confusing. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, if you don't want that one to be deleted, you got to give us the super duper access code and we, we'll, we won't delete it. I'm like say well can i, I have four guesses <laughs> well here's the thing i'm like 
I don't have access codes for that Apple ID. I have access codes for <laughs> other Apple IDs that I did want deleted that I wrote down. You did your homework for the wrong school. <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, and so, so I'm like, so I'm going, I have to go through this whole thing. And again, I'm at the Ugh. wrong tier for this. I'm like, look, yeah. I have a bunch of codes, but nowhere on the codes does it tell me what Apple ID they're for. <laughs> if I give you one of these codes, will it cancel the deleton of the Apple ID it's associated with, even if it's not oh, for this God, Apple yes. ID? Or, or alternatively, will it burn that code and you can't use it now? Right. Like, I, I, you know, and so I have to, again, there's a nuanced thing. It's like, if I give you this code, I oh, know it's God, a valid code because I just... This is why I always wait on Google Authenticator. I wait for it to turn red <laughs> and only... You know what I mean? Like, I want <laughs> yeah. the freshest, hottest authentication codes. <laughs> Oh my god! This is this is now. I'm sweating. I got I got sweaty palms. <laughs> and I'm try, what I'm trying to get through to them is like, I know this is a valid code. I just screenshotted this five minutes ago. It's a valid I code for know something, sir. None of these codes, as far as my <laughs> naming of the images, are for this Apple ID. But maybe one of them is, right? Oh no! <laughs> but if I give you a code, I know oh, they're no. all valid. Will the system eat it and say? It looks like the system took it, sir. This so I guess your problem is solved. This is worse than I imagined. So I guess the problem is solved because it took the code. I'm like, well, of course it's going to take the code because uh. it's a valid code, but not for the one that I want to be stopped to be, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to explain. So hard to explain. Right. Uh-huh. So, and so we you go don't through get this a like, over. It isn't like you get to say like, well, level one helped me the best they could. But now I flushed my keys down the toilet forever. Yeah, and so we're, and and again, they keep asking me like, so is this the one you want to lead or did you want? I'm like, I just have to keep repeating to myself and the person like, let's let me just reframe this again. Like, here's what I'm trying to do here. Like, it's so confusing. I understand it's confusing. They don't care about the nuances, but I do. So eventually, they get up to like, they're like, look, we're going to escalate this, and we'll you know we'll, we'll bring up the ladder and we'll try to get someone you know like whatever. But as they're getting to the end of the escalation, they're copying down all this information, and we're going through all the stuff, and we're doing yeah. all these things, and it's like. At a certain point, like they're about to end the call. They're like, I've got all the info. It's all elevated. We're going to kick you up to the super duper level and we're going to figure all this out and so on and so forth. And, and I just like, look, let's go through this one more time. If, if I just pick randomly one of these codes that I've got here <laughs> and give it to you, what's your reckon, as you would say? Yeah. Like, do you think it will only be accepted by the system if it is the code to stop this Apple ID from being deleted? And they said, I think that's how it will work. Uh, and so now I like, cause I didn't, I know the escalations, like so far my escalations haven't actually gone anywhere. Like have not been any more successful. It has meant that it just had more time. I mean, it, it strikes me that there is a, I don't mean to sound unkind, right? And I could be wrong, but it strikes me that at that level, even a second level, you're getting people. I think there's a, maybe a distinction to be made between knowing what to do and knowing how it works. Yeah, like, again, that's what I'm asking, like, in your experience, having gone through a hundred of these things with people, like, this specific nuance. <laughs> How often do you run to people with five Apple IDs that want to oh, delete yeah. three of them? Yeah, this the specific nuance of the system. And they said, they, they, they thought, their reckon was that if you give me a code, even if it's a valid code, if it's not for the Apple ID that I'm, that is up on my screen now, it won't take it and it won't do anything. It'll be a, a no. And it won't burn the code. Yeah. For the and so proper I said, use. Okay. All right. See, that so, doesn't make sense. So I, you know, because I didn't, I just didn't, I'd already been escalated on a bunch of other things. Isn't as that they kind of like giving you somebody another shot at the password? I mean, or like, you know, no, I'm not even putting this well. It just feels like as soon as you enter in, you get a six digit code. As soon as you enter it in anywhere, it feels like it should burn that code. Well, and, uh, it's not like in this case, it's, a, it's like a poison pill. It's like a poison pill. doing it wrong. 
it's like to stop a process. Like a thing has been put in motion. If you don't do anything, this is going to happen. But you have this this giant cancel button that if you activate, it will stop that process. Right. Oh, all it knows how to do is stop. That's my that's my conception mm-hmm. of how it's. I don't know how that, no one knows how it's actually working. <laughs> that, that could be it. So anyway, I have to. So I'm like, okay, that's like, gratifying. That's like, a gratifying I, answer. I feel bad because I'm I've been on the phone for them 30 minutes, like doing all this verification and telling them all like the security questions and all sorts of other crap and giving them they have the uh, support pin thing where you have to log in as the accountant, bring up another <laughs> number and give it to like I'm doing all this stuff to prove yeah. that I actually am the owner of this thing. But is it like, well, you should really have a code. I'm like, well, I have a bunch of code. Yeah. But and anyway, at the end of it, I'm like, you know what? So you don't get I'm going to give you a code. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm just going to give you a code because I have little faith that this thing we went through will result in someone get, getting in touch with a human who will actually be able to do it. So I'm going to roll the dice on the code. I pick one of my codes, one of my completely unidentified codes in a screenshot where there's no information about what Apple ID oh that this code God. is about. There's all sorts of so dire text. choice. Yeah. I pick one and I read the, it's like 16 digit code. I read, I read out the code and are waiting and I'm like, and they go, yep, the system took it. I'm like, well, Were I'm you like, satisfied what, what is, at that point? Like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> does that mean what, is, what does that functionally mean? Like for the other three, like, yeah, like, do, does it does it mean that I have now canceled the deletion of one of the ones that I wanted? Oh to my delete? god! Or does, there, oh does it mean that? And they're like, no, it looks like this this Apple ID that you didn't want to be deleted is no longer scheduled to be deleted. So I think I won. I think I won that lottery. Uh-huh. I think I won uh-huh. that roulette spin of the roulette wheel. And, but and the from Apple your ID discussion. It sounds like you continued with your journey. By continuing to try to delete things, but you don't know if they're gone yet. You don't know if the one you didn't mean to kill is still alive, and if the ones you meant to kill are going to zombie back. I'm pretty sure, and by the way, to add a little bit extra to this, the one that I that it was telling me that I accidentally deleted, which, by the way, I'm completely willing to believe I accidentally did, uh, was my, actually my wife's Apple ID, which we mm. had a whole big discussion about that. Like, are you the account holder? Yes, I am. And so mm. your, name, your name is Christina? I'm like, well, <laughs> you know... <laughs> She's my wife, but I'm doing this like it's her. It's her Apple ID, but like I Mm -hmm. set up the account, I put in all the security questions. Like butter wouldn't melt in your mouth. We have to go. Yeah, I have to go through this whole anyway. So I think I saved her old Apple ID. It's not her main one, but it's an older one that she wanted to keep. And I had asked her. I discussed it with her before, and I said, "Hey, this old Apple ID. You want to keep it or you want to delete it?" She said, "Keep." So Mm -hmm. anyway. I think that's resolved. The one uh, one of the applications I wanted to delete, I can't delete. It just won't let me. And so I've spent about a week and a half trying to get that one deleted. Still no movement on that. Um, some of my things I can't enter payment methods for. Some of my things I can't remove payment methods for because you can't change it to something else. And I can't pick no payment methods. So I'm still grinding through that process. Mm. Um, uh, but I did successfully get two-factor and a payment method, a valid payment method on my developer Apple ID, and I've set that aside. I'm, I'm really worried about destroying that payment method, though, because they have these unwritten limits about how many different Apple IDs a payment method can be associated with before bad things happen. Hopefully I haven't blown through that. And once but. again, you know enough about web development to go, Ugh. Like, no, <sighs> yeah. knowing how arbitrary their limits and how like unexpected their things can be. Uh, I, I, it has been expressed to me through channels that part of the reason that perhaps these rules are obscure and not talked about is kind of like one of those security through obscurity things where it's like, well, we don't really talk about what we use to detect fraud, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to tell you, oh, by the way, here are all the heuristics. And if we see this, we know this fraud. Like, they don't, they explicitly right. don't say that. And even people at various tiers of support don't know that. They just know, I got an error that said 
Uh, on my end, you can't do that because it's used on too many Apple IDs. How many is too many? I don't know. The system just says you're using it on too many. Right. I don't know if I buy that, but mm. it's I don't think this is going to be as bad as, say, battery battery replacement stuff, but like, I think there's plenty of room for a lot of people to be pretty busy in the next few days, both developers and Apple. Yeah, and there's like the reason I particularly was a little bit panicked about this uh, is because there is another sort of, uh, you know, one one wrong foot, one super, super monkey ball type, free solo type scenario, one wrong move <laughs> equals death, yes. which is, uh, so there's a ticket lottery for WWDC where they have there's so much demand for the tickets that they just say, put your, put your, you know, uh, you know, whatever in a hat and we yeah. pick out a bunch of things randomly. And if you're lucky enough to get the privilege of giving us a huge amount of money, then congratulations. But if not, you don't. Yeah. Um, and when they pick the names out of the hat, they're like, oh, congratulations. You know, John Doe, you get to go to WWDC. They, you know, they look at your Apple ID, which is what's on your ticket. And they immediately charge your payment method for the price of a WWDC. It's like 1400 bucks or something. 16. Oh, And the hotels cost more than that these days, Uh, which is ridiculous. Anyway. So you find out it went through when you're, you get a push notification that you just spent. They send you, they send you an email too, but here's the thing. They pull your name out of the hat. Oh, look at this. Uh, you know, you get to go. They charge your app ID. Your payment is refused because your credit card company thinks it's fraud because your expiration date is Mm. bad. Whatever. We talked about this on ATP. Casey had this, right? Didn't Casey have this? Yeah. Very, lots of people have it. And you know what they do? They don't say, oh, okay, well, we'll send you an email and you should resolve your payment method thing because WWC is like a month from now, so it'll be fine, right? No, they throw it out and say, well, you lost your shot. I'm going to pick another name from the hat. You <laughs> lose your chance. That you you get the winning lottery ticket. You get to get the thing. They try to charge a card. And they're like, oh, charge failed. Sorry, screw you. That's medieval. Out. Just medieval. Right. So you can imagine how panicked people want to be to have a valid, in good standing developer mm-hmm. ID with your developer. April, you have May, to pay June. Oh, we're coming three months, dude. Woo. Uh, so you have to have a payment method that works. And I was panicked about that because my wife lost all her credit cards. Mm. One of which was associated with my Apple ID. So I had to put in all new credit cards for everything. You got to have a valid payment method. How are you going to test it? Uh, that's the thing. When before well, WWDC, can you, buy, can you buy like Apple Cash loot? <laughs> before, before all this happened, before the two-factor, before everything, yeah. I wanted to make sure that the payment method was right because I did have to update the expiration date or whatever. I bought something from Apple with my payment method. I bought a dongle because, like, you know, there's a, <laughs> I bought, I bought a, a dongle. I mm-hmm. uh, You bought a USB-C SD USB-C card. USB-C to SCSI, yeah. Yeah, right. Just to make sure the payment method worked. Yeah. Then she lost all her cards. So, oh, so that test purchase of a dongle out the window because I got to change it to a new card anyway. I have not made a test purchase for the new card. I'm just trusting that it works. Um, <laughs> it should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows if we'll even win the win the lottery and get a, a ticket anyway. So yeah. You need to be there though. That could be Mac Pro time. Oh, I'm gonna be there whether I get a ticket or not, but it's just a question of how long I'm gonna be there. If it's well, just, be there. if I don't get a ticket, I'll show up for like the festivities and then bail. Right. Godspeed. Meanwhile, you can't be bothered to uh, leave your house. We've already covered that. Fifty K. 50k we're gonna movie night that's where you uh, put we cover up all the make it real dark you know <laughs> make it real dark in there mm-hmm. 50k that's you're a lot of k be, you're not gonna be fretting the whole time about like where she is and tracking her on gps i stopped no i see s- save it for the question next time uh i'm gonna let go and let god i've stopped worrying i stopped worrying when mm-hmm. i don't hear from my wife for for five hours and she's out on a trail run i assume mm-hmm. she's fine 
It's a thing. Yeah, well, you, you've seen uh, what do you call? We talked about before the. Uh, oh yeah, disappear off the fine friends. No, the uh, oh my god, how am I not remembering this? The Barkley, Barkley yeah. marathons. Oh sure, 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 so sure. She's she, in for. Got to do her loop. Yeah, you should really technically be there, uh, t- changing her socks and shoving bananas into her face. She's got an orphan on her shoe. La la la. So I mean, if she just stays real still for a while, hopefully the race people will track her down. No, that's not how RFID works. You sure? It's not, it's not a tracking device. It's not like a tile. Sure? I yes. think Corey Doctor said that's how it works. He's very no. concerned about what RFID happens. RFID has Walmart. to go buy a scanner. It's to get her start and finish mm, times. It's not to find her exact, in the I don't woods. know if that's accurate. That's accurate. Have you tried turning it off and on? Yeah, she's got the she's got the uh, GPS. No, I mean she's got the uh, the Apple Watch. Yeah, so that's how you find her. That's how you find her body. So the, well, the Apple Watch. I, I hope I can find the body. I think she's got it set to phone. See, the other thing, you know, my I love my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she f- very, 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 very frequently leaves the house with her phone at the house. And so I, <laughs> so I text, you call her and so I text the phone her. The no, room. I text her. I'm not an animal. I text her and I say, you left your phone here. Yeah, exactly. So like, because it plays the Eudora sound, I know that of course she left her phone at home and I'm, I'm an idiot, but she went to the Safeway last night and believe it or not, she she left her phone at home, but she did have her LTE watch on. Hmm. I didn't think to test it out, but she's got the dingus set up. You know how you can say like, follow this device mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. this watch where you can say like, okay, if I'm solo on the watch, use that instead of the phone. I should probably, before she goes on the 50K death march, I should probably have her make, make sure the watch is flipped on. I don't think she's going to be listening to podcasts while she's running. That'd be a good idea. Uh-uh. Just, what podcast does she listen to? I'm trying to. Well, I mean, what does she listen to? She listens to stuff that I highly, highly, highly recommend. I got her, she and Ellie and I listen to The Dropout. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really trying to get her into the David Tennant thing. Right. But she she uses the Apple Podcast app. Can you believe that? I believe it. I mean, she's not a big into podcasts. She's just, they got yeah. the training wheels on. She's just doing <laughs> the, the, the massively recommended, extremely popular, high quality podcast on the Apple Podcast app. That's the, it's the entry gateway. They should hire Lex, get that stuff straightened out. Um, it's definitely an exciting time. 50K. It's a lot of K. Don't you feel like it It shouldn't be K? That like, so, you hmm. know, you, you do a 5K, right? Yeah. And you do a 10K. 5K, but a marathon, 10K. Yeah, no yeah. No one yeah, measures like, marathons in K. It's 26. fun run. Point one, yeah. Yeah, 26.1 miles. There's no more K. After, when you get up to the big race, you go back to miles, right? I think you say over 31 miles is what you should say. I know. I mean, 50 is a rounder number. I just feel like 5K and 10K is where, you, where Americans will deal with metric, but marathons are not measured in K. This is like talking to me about about having billions of dollars. It's functionally not that. Like, the thousand times more that a billion is than a million is is already very overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. The idea of running 31 miles on purpose in a day involving three bodies of water is an overwhelming thought to me. I'm going to be having movie night, staying in my house. <laughs> Where I might be made into sandwiches. Where your children play with the toys, yeah. <laughs> Why are you not there cheering her on? Why is this not a family outing? Why isn't the family like there? What you call a vacation? From, from from checkpoint to checkpoint, you know. I used to go before we had a daughter, I would go to her races. Like when she would was running marathons, we'd go to places. But um no, I mean I I'll even put it this way. If I, was, <laughs> I can't even get the words out. If I were running a 50K, I'd want to be left <laughs> the hell alone. And I was like, you should go have a spa day, do some self-care. Like, just go have some time to yourself. And she's like, no, nah, I'll probably come home Saturday night unless I'm really hurt. 
I was like, ugh, you're so weird. Like, why would you just not go spend two nights in a hotel by yourself? So you're gonna, is someone going to wrap her up in tinfoil? Have an affair. Like, have some sense. Like, go do something fun for yourself. Be, you're going to be out of town in a holiday for an affair after running 30 miles. She's She's got great stamina. God bless her. Ray <laughs> Charles always stayed at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> it's not a joke. Just he always knew when he went in, it's either the left one or the right one. Mm-hmm. You know? As far as he knows, he stayed at Holiday Inn. 